Welcome to the Sicha this week, Project Lakut the Sichas. We are learning Sicha Beis, Nechelik Yud, page 65. This is a Sicha, a Rashi Sicha, where the Rebbe is going to discuss the um, marriage of uh, Yitzchak to uh, Rivka, specifically over here when Eliezer is in uh, Charon, in the discussions with um, Besul and, and, and Lavon and uh, Rivka's mother, and uh, then the Pasuk finally says, we're going to ask Rivka herself. So this is what the Sikha will be on in this Rashi. The discussion that there is between Eliezer and Rivka's family regarding her marrying Yitzchak. If you look at a few Rashis in this week's Parsha, on the Moitzim Kamen Yonam Adar Shembir, there are a few things that need clarification. Looking at the content of what Rashi says and comparing what Rashi says in one place and in another place. So the Rabbi begins with this Rashi. When the Pasik says that Lavon and Rivka's mother say, let's ask Rivka herself. Pidish Rashi says Rashi. So Mikan, from here we see She'ein Masiyin Esa Isha Elamidaita, that you don't marry off a, a woman unless you have her consent. In other words, they were asking her about whether she's interested in getting married to Yitzchak or not. Tzarech Lahavin. So the question there is Aleph Ba Psukim Shalufnei Zenema. Earlier on in the Psukim, it says as follows: Vayan Lavol Musuel Gaimer Hine Rivka Lefanecha V'Tihi Isha Levena Denecha Gaimer. So it says that Lavam Besuel, they made the decision, they said, Rivka is yours, and she should be a wife for you, the son of your master. In other words, it was a decision made, take her, go. They already agreed. They didn't think you have to ask her. They already fully agreed. So if they did agree before already. So when they say again, let's go and ask her, they're not asking her about the Shidduch itself because they already said, take her, without her agreement. So they're not asking about that. Ella, rather, what were they asking about? Is she interested in going immediately? Or maybe she wants to stay for a year or 10 months as they, sell, they themselves suggested, as we'll see in the Hemshech of the Siche that they agreed to the Shidduch, but they said, we wanted to stay here for another year or so. So, Bepashtos, when they later are asking her, they're not asking her about the Shidduch itself, because they already gave their full agreement, and they said, take her. Elamai, what are they asking about? Do you want to go right away or stay? And in order 6, the Rebbe's Mitzayim, that this is the Rashbam and the Sephornus Pshat and the Pasik. Not like Rashi says, that now they were coming and asking her about the marriage itself. So the question is, how could Rashi say this? If they already gave their full agreement before and they said, take her and go, so why now all of a sudden are they asking her? Why didn't Rashi touch like the Pshad of the Rajbam and the Sephornu, that they're only asking her about whether she wants to go now or wait? Second question, Beis, Allah Posik, Vayema So the brother, Lovan, and her mother says to her, Perish Rashi, Bsul what happened to Bsul? He wanted to uh, prevent her from going. But Malach came and killed him. 
So that the brother and the mother, they were okay with her. They already gave their agreement that she should go and get married to Yitzchak. But according to what Rashi says over here, it seems that even they did not agree. They actually even were opposed now to her going and getting married. As Rashi explains in Rivka's response, I'm ready to go on my own, even if you do not want me to go. Meaning, she felt that they don't want her to go. And that's the reason why they're asking Rivka whether she's interested in getting married or not. So the question over here is, what's going on? Did they agree before? Only Basul didn't agree. And now it seems that they did not agree anymore. And therefore they're asking Rivka. And Rivka says, I'll go without your agreement. Gimel, another question there is, I have to understand, on the other hand, from the simple chat of the Pasuk, it comes out that they agreed immediately to this Shidduch. Take her and go. And Rashi here tells us that you don't marry off a woman unless you have her consent. So then the question is, and how did they agree in the beginning to let her go? Not only agree, but they actually decided already without getting Rivka's consent for this. If so they should have never given their go ahead. Go, you can take her. The other question here is Amram These words that they said, take her and go. In the simple pshat, this means take her and just go right now. But doesn't Rashi say, and we're going to quote over here, the Pasik speaks about this, a girl needs 12 months to prepare, she can't go immediately. They didn't agree to have her go immediately, you have to first give her 12 months. So what does this mean, that they agreed in the beginning fully that she should go right away? They didn't ask her, even though and they didn't give her her time to prepare, the 12 months that she needs to prepare. So the basic gist of the Rebbe's questions over here is, if something is a discrepancy in the Pesukim, you look at the beginning in the conversation, so they are totally agreeing to Eliezer to take her, and they made their final decision already. All of a sudden, you come in the end, we're going to ask her. They're not sure. And we see that even when Rivka agrees, she says, I'm going to go without your agreement. Now they didn't agree anymore. What changed? What's going on up here? Looking back before to what it says in the Pasuk, So they demanded that she should remain with them. What does this mean? After Rashi explains what Yomim means, that Yomim means they said she should remain for a year, and then, if not a year, at least 10 months. Rashi explains the basis of their request. This is the time that's given for a girl, 12 months, to prepare herself with her jewelry and everything she needs for the chasana. So in this Rashi as well, there are the following things that need to be understood. Aleph, Poshet too. It's very simple to understand. She needs time to prepare for her chasana. A child understands this. 
So it's self-understood why they're asking that she should remain with them and not just immediately take off. What is it that's bothering Rashi here in the Pshat of the Pasuk? Rashi has to spell out and explain that a girl is given her time before she goes to get married. It's, it's obvious. If Rashi is coming to explain why specifically 12 months, why this length of time, so then why, why wouldn't Rashi explain what's the alternative that they said or 10 months? So that's not what Rashi is coming to explain. He's coming to explain but it doesn't need any explanation. It's self-understood that a girl needs her time. Another question here is wouldn't it be possible to say the simple pshat over here this is what they estimated that in this case, knowing Rivka and knowing the time that she needs, she needs 12 months. In other words, not that this was some kind of a custom, some kind of accepted custom. As Rashi says, this is the amount of time that's given to all, all girls. No. Why wouldn't we just simply say that her brother, her mother said, we know her, and we know that she needs 12 months. She needs 12 months. Now the Rebbe says, if this would be the Pshat, we would understand why Eliezer is responding and saying, no, she can go immediately. What's the argument over here that they're saying she needs 12 months, Eliezer is saying she does not need 12 months. If there's actually a custom that you give a girl 12 months, how's Eliezer arguing with this? Elamai, there's no such a custom. The uh, um, brother and mother say, were saying that you have to give her her time. We know her and she needs this time. And Eliezer was arguing, listen, there's no such a custom. I'll take care of her. We'll give her everything she needs and she can come right now. So that, that would explain what they're arguing about. So, from where do we know in the Pshara the Psukim here? That it's not about what the, they saw in her, but this is Bechlal, the custom that's giving to all girls. This is the accepted custom, and their demand, their request that she should remain 12 months, is relying on this, on this uh, Minig. How does Rashi know to say that there's such kind of a Minig here? Gimel, the third question is, On the contrary, there's a Raya here that there's no such a Minig. Twelve months or ten months? If their demand is based on the fact that there's a minute twelve months, so why would they forgo on two months and say that she can go two months early? There's a minute. We're not going to break the minute. If there is a reason for 10 months, so then why are they demanding a year? So the, the very fact that they're giving two options, either a year or 10 months, seems to be that there's flexible about this because there is no established minik. That there isn't a set process and the time. They were estimating, knowing their, 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 their daughter, knowing their, her sister, his sister, she, so they were estimating to see what kind of a time she needed. So they said either a year or maybe less, maybe 10 months, to give her ample time, to give her less time. 
as an example for this, the Rebbe says we find when Avram was arguing with Debishtha not to turn over the city of Zdaim, Chamishim, are there 50 people there? Arbaan the Chamishim Gaim, and maybe there's 45 people there. So, same here. So, they were saying that she would need time 12 months, and B'daychik, 10 months would be good enough. But that all only makes sense if we're looking at this as far as Rivka is concerned, how much she needs. But if we're going to say that there's a minig, and the minig demands 12 months, so why are they giving another option of 10 months? So the Pasuk itself seems to point to the fact that there is no established custom. So what's the source of Rashi to say that there is? Vehabir. So the Pshat over here in these Rashis, to understand what's going on over here is as follows. So let's start with the Pasuk that the Sikha began with. The Pasuk Venishalas Pia. When it says that they're going to ask her. What are they asking her about? Rashi must say that they're going to be asking her about the Shidduch in, in general, not just about the timing. And not whether she's interested in going now or later. As Rebbe pointed out, it would seem from the continuation of the Psukim that they already gave their full agreement and they made the decision for her already. As the Rebbe pointed out, the Rashbam and the Sephorna learned this way. But the Rebbe says, no, Rashi can't learn like that. Why? In the following Pasuk, it clearly says what they asked her. Are you ready to go with this man? They weren't asking her, are you ready to go right now? There's nothing about the timing in their question. They're asking about the entire Shidduch. Are you interested in this Shidduch or not? So therefore, in the Pshat of the Pasuk Rashi must say that even though L'chayr, it seems like before they already made the decision for her, now for some reason they retracted and they said, let's ask her. And this that you see from the Pesukim earlier, that it was already a decision made. Something happened in between that caused them to change their decision. So much so, they had a doubt about the whole thing and they were thinking to annul their entire decision. So what was the cause of the change of their mind? We could understand this from what Rashi says in, in the Pasuk that the Rebbe quoted, as the Rebbe will explain. So something happened there in between where their decision changed. They had doubts now. And therefore they said, we're having doubts about this. Let's ask her what she says. So what is it that happened in between? When we look at what their response was, so they told Eliezer, It's clear that this comes from the Ebishter. There's nothing we can say. Since this is something that the Ebishter has said, that this is what's going to happen, so there's nothing we can do. We can't refuse this. We can see from everything how it's played out, how the Ebishter is the one that's guiding everything, and therefore we can't have any opinion about this. We can't refuse this. That was the reason why they gave their full agreement and they decided to go ahead with this. From the words of the Eliezer, they were convinced. That is the Eibishter that's planning this. There's not nothing we can do. If we're going to refuse, even if Rivka is going to refuse, it's not going to stop this from happening. 
So therefore they immediately agreed, even without asking Rivka, even though usually you do have to ask her, but here, this is an exception. Over here, her opinion doesn't matter. Our opinion doesn't matter. Her opinion doesn't matter. Nobody's opinion matters. It's the Abishter that said that this is going to happen, so therefore they can't stop it anyways. So this answers the question that the Rebbe asked, how do they make a decision in the beginning without asking her if Amos Sinasi Shalomidaita? Because initially, they were convinced from Eliezer's words that this is from the Abishter and they can't stop it anyway. So this is an exception. There's no point in asking her. That was their approach in the beginning. Now what changed? Then the Pasuk says, When they answered Eliezer, what did they tell him? Now, Eliezer demands from them, send me back, so let me go to my master, let me take her. So the brother and the mother say, Let her stay with us for a year or ten months, and after that she'll go. So they agreed to the Shidduch, but she should stay with them to prepare for a period of time. When Eliezer repeats his demand, and he says, No, do not delay this. Send me now, let me go immediately. Now, this is what caused them to change their mind. Let's call her and ask her, Now they retracted their whole decision, and now they say, let's ask her if she's interested in getting married. So if you look at the flow of the Psukim here, It's this last response of Eliezer that he's insisting on them sending Rivka immediately without delaying it. This brought doubts to their entire decision that they had already made before. Why is this? Rashi here explains. When they requested she should stay with them for a year or so, and then she'll go tainosom. Their claim was, or their demand was, the shidduch is done. We decided we can't refuse. Let her remain here. This is just a normal minig that everybody does. So why are we, we should follow the regular minig That was their demand. They weren't asking something based on that they feel that Rivka needs more time. That Rivka need, no, no. This was a minig that everybody did. So that was the reason why they requested that she should stay. You say to Mizu, and even more so, Mikivin, Shaliyaza, Beishi, Tsiya, Shidduch, when, when the Eliezer suggested the Shidduch, Loi Hisna, he made no conditions, Shabinidin Zay, Yishtanim, and Arag of a Telech Miyad, that there's going to be anything different over here, and that she's going to have to go immediately. Hare Bevadai, Ladas Lovan Chulu, so in the opinion of Lovan and her mother, and her father, Shigam Hu is Kavan Lechatchilo, the Shidduch, the Seder Amakobul Viragol. They were sure that. Uh, Eliezer is asking and suggesting for this shidduch, but he means that the shidduch should be put into process and it should go like the regular say that is, that she should stay and prepare for a period of time in the minig. The minig is 12 months. That's what they were expecting. There wasn't any preconditions when he offered the shidduch that it should be uh, quicker than usual. That was their expectation. So based on what the Rebbe is saying here, we could understand how in the end of the last question and the end of Sifalov is answered. When they said, Kach and the simple pshat of kach is immediately, 
immediately means immediately according to the Minigailam. Yeah, we agree and let's put it into practice immediately. 12 months she'll prepare and then she'll go. That's what they meant when they said like the Minigailam. When Eliezer refused to accept the regular custom. And now he added a new demand. Even according to Eliezer's words that Hashem is, is giving me this unbelievable success and I, I could see the Abish is making this happen. He didn't have any sign to show them that this new demand is also something that's coming from the Abish there. So move on. Now that they hear this new demand, all of a sudden they started having doubts about everything that he was saying. They started having doubts about the star of the gift that Avram gave him to show that he's giving everything to Yitzchak. The Gamba Divna and the Floyd about all the miracles and wonders that happened to him to come over here. They also started having doubts about this. As Rashi says, that they were listening to him and they were listening to the miracles that happened and they were persuaded that this is really real. And if so, they can't stop him. They didn't see these miracles for their own selves. They were just listening to what he was saying. But now he's making a new demand. And there's no sign to show that this demand comes from the Ebishter. So they started having doubts about the whole thing. So since they did something which is unusual, they agreed for the Shidduch completely. Without asking Rivka, even though usually you have to ask the girl herself for her consent, but nevertheless, here they agreed for it because they figured, anyways, no one's going to prevent this from happening. So now they had doubts about this. They said, So we're not, so we're not sure anymore. So now this is like a regular Shidduch. We're not sure if this is Mashem Yotzad Dovor, so this is a regular Shidduch. Sorry, again. Originally they said because it's Mashem Yotzad Dovor. But now, that's Mashidach. Now, this is, they're going to treat this like a regular Shidduch. They started having doubts if there's anything unique over here, the Abish's hand, not necessarily. If so, let's ask her. Because a woman is only married with her consent. So that's what changed in between. This new unusual demand, therefore, they said, if so, we're having doubts about whether it's Mashem Yotza Dovor, let's treat this like a regular Shidduch. So therefore we understand why Rashi says that Rashi is mechadish, that there was a special minig. And Rashi does not say, like you would think, the Pashat Pshar is, that they were just estimating how much time she needs and there was no such a minig b'chlal. How does Rashi know there was such a minig? Because this is the whole basis to their words. Now they didn't just have a request, they had a, a demand. And they were demanding that she should remain there. This is the time that's given. It's because Eliezer is not giving into this demand, which is reasonable, because this is the minute that everybody does. This is what caused them to retract their decision that they already made. So that's how Rashi knows that this was a minute, not some a personal thing that they thought about Rivka, because this was the only reason we could explain how they retracted and why they retracted their opinion later on. After Eliezer didn't agree.
Um, number three are now, but now the question still remains. If so, that this is the custom, this is the time that's given. So why do they cut, cut down the amount of time that, oh, maybe 10 months. If we were to say that it was a personal thing that they saw what Rivka needs, so then it's flexible. We can, we can maybe make it work in 10 months. But if it's a minic, so the minic is a minic. Why are they saying 10 months? So the answer is, Why do we give 12 months for a girl? So to prepare the jewelry and what she needs for the chasana. Says before on the Psukim, after they agreed to the Shidduch, he took out gold and silver jewelry, and he gave it to Rivka. So Mikivit, Shaliaza Kvar Pinas of Tachitim. Eliaza already gave her a lot of jewelry. Haisifulitanosam. So therefore they added and said, Oh Yasser, maybe tw- ten months would be enough. The Hainu meaning, half Shabakhlaw Naisam Yudbeis Khaidish. Usually it's twelve months. Vinitin Zayashlaima. Here it's possible, Oy Osir, we can cut it down to ten months. Kiktsas Tachitim Nasam, because he already gave her some jewelry. Umitanasam move on. And from what they said, it's understood. So they were estimating that these jewelries that Eliezer gave her, if he's actually giving these takshitim with this purpose, to give her the jewelry she needs for the chasana, and it's not just some presents that he's giving her, like the McDonald's, the presents that he gave to Lavan and to her, her mother, but he was giving her the jewelry to prepare for the chasana. So Eliezer is giving her, and he's starting off, he's saying, look, I'm giving her already two months worth of the preparation that she would need for the jewelry. So if that's the case, so therefore 10 months would be enough. But she still needs the 10 months to complete for preparation to have all the takshitim, the jewelries, as is customary. So that's why they say Asr. So they weren't sure. They weren't sure if Eliezer Stam gave her some presents, and therefore she still needs the full 12 months to prepare the jewelry for a chasana. Or maybe what Eliezer gave her, they were estimating maybe this is enough for the two months worth of the preparation, and then they only need 10 months. So this was their demand. However, after they were... Not sure anymore. They became very doubtful about this. And they said, let's ask her. Eliezer says, no, send me. Right away. When I'm telling you that David made my way successful, this is the truth. And he also showed them a star matana, which is um, everything. Everything that Avraham Avinu owned, is there in the Shtar Matana, Gam including also all the jewelry of Sada. So whatever jewelry you need to prepare for the Chasana is all there in the Shtar Matana. There's enough jewelry that she's going to get it right away. She doesn't need 12 months to buy and prepare this jewelry. So therefore he was telling them that your doubts are unfounded and it's true that the Ebesher was Matzliach my way and I have a Shtar Matana that shows that she has enough Tachshitin. So therefore Eliezer still demanded that she should go right away. So this concludes the Iker Chalik of the Sicha, which is discussing the structure of the Parsha here, their initial agreement, 
and they said this is an exception, and they didn't have any doubts, and they right away said, Mashem Dovar, and they didn't even ask Rivka, as you usually do, ask a girl. And then afterwards, they changed their mind because they felt that Eliezer had an unreasonable demand, and they had doubts now about the whole thing, whether it's truly Mashem Yotza Dovar, and therefore, that this is what forces Rashi to say that there was actually a minik, and that's what made them change their mind. Now, the Rebbe is going to focus on one word in Rashi, a diuk that Rashi says, different than the language of the Medrash, which is L'chayre, the source of Rashi. There's another diuk here in the words of Rashi. Rashi changes from the language of the Medrash. The Medrash says, you don't marry off a Yisoyma unless you ask her. So it seems like the Medrash is saying that this is only true about a Yisayma. She doesn't have a mother that will decide for her, so you have to ask her. But the Kaisiv, rather, Rashi writes, That every, every girl, every woman, you ask her if she wants to get married. Why did Rashi change from what it says in the Medrash? Rivka was three years old. She's a Katana. So we can understand why the Medrash is saying Yisayma. Because in this case, she was so young, there's no reason to ask her, only because she's a Yisoyma, therefore they're asking her. But Rashi calls Rivka at such a young age, a Isha, a woman. Why is this? Rashi's intention here is to say, Although she was only three years old, But she was already mature at that age, and therefore we can call her an Isha. What's the reason for this? So the Rebbe brings us something from next week's parasha. The parasha told us, and the lads grew up. This is Yaakov and Esau. Pirish Rashi calls man as long as they were younger. It wasn't noticeable to see the difference in their actions. So therefore people were not paying attention to their nature. As soon as they became 13 years old, you saw that Yaakov went to the Bismedrish and Esau went to the opposite. This is Rashi. So, the The actions of a grown adult show on his nature. A person that's a bardas, a person that has maturity in his mind, that he has responsibility. That's because of the nature of the character that he has. To the good, to the opposite. But you cannot prove the character of a person based on actions that he does when he's immature. Things that a person does when he's immature don't necessarily prove anything about what's going on because it's just an immaturity. He's not a grown adult and he's not yet have that sense of responsibility. That's the simple shot of this Rashi here. Yaakov and Esau were young, they were immature, they did certain things that were irresponsible, so it doesn't prove anything. Then they grew older and now people saw that they have a sense of responsibility and they saw the choices that they made, so they saw the difference between them. But if so, the question here is, What's the Arichis in the words of Rashi? As long as they were young. It's not noticeable in their actions. And people don't pay attention to their actions. Why would, why would paying attention make a difference? Even if you do pay attention, you anyways can't prove anything from the actions. 
Rashi should have simply said that only when they became 13 years old, the ball and they were mature. So now, only now could you pay attention to their actions and you will see something in their actions. So why is Rashi saying that people are not paying attention to their actions earlier on? There's no point in paying attention to their actions earlier on. So what we see here in the words of Rashi is If you would have paid attention to their actions even before they were 13 years old and you would notice their actions before they were 13 You would be able to see their true nature even at that point. Why? In the Pashtapshat the uh, maturity of being a godl or a cotton does not depend on the age of 13 years old. It's the nature of every individual. There's someone that matures earlier and someone that matures later. The age of 13 years old, that age is not what brings the maturity. This is in the majority. Most people mature at that age. Most people mature in their mind, in their responsibility at that time. Because most people mature at this time. So when do you start looking at a person's actions and paying attention at that age? Before this age, people are not paying so much attention. Because most people are not mature yet at this age. Even if it's possible that one individual was mature, it doesn't matter. People don't pay so much attention because most people are not mature at that age. So, so right over here, going back to the story of Eliezer and Rivka, we could apply the same concept, just like we see over here, that the maturity is something that really comes at any age, regardless of the age, there's the stage and the maturity, that by every single person is different. So from this we could learn out also regarding Rivka. The super, it says before, Beparsha, Sheliezer, Simen, Nosan, Laatzmoy. Eliezer made a sign for himself. And it'll be this girl that will, I will say to her, um, Let me drink from your jug. I will know that this is the right one for Yitzchak. So what do we see over here? That he was paying close attention to the activity of Rivka. And he actually made a decision based on this, that this is the right person. So it's clear, Rivka was already mature at this age. And you could pay, if you pay attention, and you could see her uh, maturity and her actions and her responsibility and her kindness at this age. So therefore, she was already mature. Therefore, Rashi uses the term Isha. According to the Pshat of the Pasik, we can see here that the maturity is not based on the age, it's based on the, every individual, and Rivka was already mature at this age. In the 
and Rashi have wonderful things, and also you can see things in Rashi according to Allah. So right over here in Rashi, we can see something as well in Allah. The source of the halacha that from 13 years old you become bar mitzvah. There are two opinions. Aleph. One opinion is, We learn it from what it says, That Shimon and Levi took the sword and the story in Shechem. That then, they became 13 years old, and the Pasuk refers to them as an ish, meaning they became a man, they became mature. So according to this, the Pasuk here is telling you that this is the nature of a person, that at the age of 13, by a man, that is the age that naturally a person becomes mature. So according to this Pshat, we learn it from a Pasuk, that this is the age of maturity. Beis, there's another pshat. This is just like many other shiurim you have in Torah, where there are kezayis and all kinds of shiurim that are learned as a halacha l'moishem misinai, just accept, received from halacha l'moishem misinai, has nothing to do with the nature. But this is another shear that at age 13 a person becomes bar mitzvah, not totally in the teva ever in, in, of the person. The difference between these two opinions la would be. From what age are the Bnei Noyach going to be commanded to fulfill the mitzvahs that they are obligated? If we're learning it out from the Pasuk when it says Ish. And the reason of the Pasuk is The Pasuk here is letting you know and establishing that this is the age. This is the age that the nature of a person is he becomes mature. So if the Pasuk here is letting us know that this is the age of maturity, that applies to Bnei Noyach as well. If the Torah is revealing to us, that this is the time, this is the age when a person becomes a Godel, so there's no difference between a Yid and a Ben Noyach. The Torah is letting us know this is the age of, uh, this is the age of maturity by everybody. But according to the second opinion, no, that really there's no such a thing. The Torah is not showing us the nature of a person. But it's just a halacha l'mayshem misinai. So for a ben noyach, these halacha l'mayshem misinais and all the shiurim of the Torah do not apply to them. So so the age of maturity for a guy is going to be according to each person individually when he matures. The fact that there is a set age for all people, for all yidin, that's by yidin. There's a yalach but by a guy, if that doesn't apply, so then it will be for every person individually when he matures. So In the pshat of the Pasik, Rashi holds that the Ovis had a status of b'nei noyach. So according to the second opinion, and which that we can say that Rashi agrees to this as well. So what's the second opinion that the, the age of 13 years old is a and therefore that does not apply to guy. So by the Avais, the, their age of maturity will depend according to each one individually, according to their nature. 
So Yeshloimar, so now we can understand Shadivre Rashi, Sha'im Asin as a Isha Khulo. Hana Sharifka Isa Gedoila. The fact that Rashi here refers to Rivka at such a young age of three years old as a Gedoila, meaning that we don't follow a set age for everybody at thirteen or by a woman at twelve years old. Why is this? Because Rashi is following the second opinion that the whole set age is Allah Misina that doesn't apply by Goyim. So Hengam Apidarcha Allah. The term Isha, the word Isha that Rashi uses, is also that by a Bnei Noyach, this age of 12 or 13 years old does not apply.